welcome to the conversation. Hey, uh, we get together every week uh, and we talk about matters of our faith, uh, matters of our religion, about our life, about the stuff we're walking through, uh, and we invite you to come and be with us every week. Um, and this week we're going to do something a little different. Um, I am Todd Brown, uh, this is Rick Coop, and we have invited a friend, Tim Hewitt, uh, here to talk with us today. Um, he and Rick were talking about something a while back, and Rick said, you know, this would make a great conversation. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys talking about, Rick? Um, mostly what we were talking about is how being a Christian is hard, and yet sinning is so easy. Um, Tim and I um, get together occasionally too and talk and um, it's just something that we were talking about how easy it is to fall into sin and how hard it is sometimes to walk that straight and narrow that the scriptures talk about so um, you want to share a little bit more about some of the conversation sure. and how that came about so um I've been in a recovery program for the past 18 months, and um, I had originally became a Christian back in 2004, I believe, and um, I was fairly young, so um, I hadn't had too many trials and tribulations, but um, I had gave my life, and I had fallen off the path, and uh, now that I'm at this stage of life, I'm trying to uh, change my ways, and um, as me and Rick talk about, you know, almost on a weekly basis, just how hard it is um, to be a follower and to um, be a different person, and it's it's a uh, it's a choice mm -hmm. that we have. Yeah. Um, you know, God. You know, that's the whole free will thing. You know, mm -hmm. it, and I knew when I started my recovery that I had to make that choice and it was a choice for the better now if people say oh your life is going to be easier then you know that's uh, define uh, easy <laughs> yeah yeah. if anything it gets harder and, and it even says that in the bible because um, um, persecution I mean there's persecution everywhere um, I was just listening in on a devotion from one of the counselors and you know, people in China, they got a, you know, they get like one Bible page and each, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. memorize certain scriptures and then they get together and talk about it, you know, and we don't realize just how much freedom we actually have that we can carry a Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, so, um, it's, 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 it can be a struggle, but it's it's worth the struggle. It's uh, you know part of the serenity prayer is you know accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. so um, I didn't fully understand it until I did my step four, uh, completing my moral inventory, because all that weight, all that stuff that I carried for thirty something years was just like just a heavy backpack taken off, just relief. Yeah. Okay, so you say that that specific thing. So when Rick came to me the first time and he said that you guys have been talking and that you've made that comment, the, I went to, there was there's this kind of bristling that came up in me. This initial response was uh, just quoting Jesus saying, um, yeah, uh, and I'm going to look at the scripture. It's uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. What initially went through my head was, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he's telling him to come and follow me. Um, and, and then he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then you hear someone say, sin is easy. Walk, following Christ is, is hard. Um, and you want to bristle at that because, wait, 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 wait. Jesus said that his yoke is easy and that the burden is light. And I think when you say it so, you say it so well when you say it was the burdens that are lifted. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a, a field trip to McDonald's afterwards. Yeah. It's not a, a day at Kings Island for free after that. Yeah, but it is that I think we, we have to... We have to be careful, again, we go back to context in Scripture, 
we have to, what's he talking about when he says that? And what he's talking about is compared to the list of rules that the Pharisees and Sadducees are going to give you, compared to the, to the following the law thing, this is easier. I'm going to lift your burdens, but to your, to your other point, it's hard to, to shift who you are internally, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's for sure, because like I was saying, um, another thing I said, you know, um, as far as being a sinner, I mean, as we sleep, we're sinners. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes, <laughs> it takes zero effort to be a sinner, zero. Uh, so, uh, you know, and if you want to be an authentic Christian, you have to go through those struggles. And in having that, you have a testimony. And with that testimony, you can lead, you know, as we're supposed to do, we're supposed to lead people to Christ, to Christ with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something that's been kind of pushing on me as I'm going through this program. like. I'm turning a negative into a positive, and uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested in going out there and, and, and uh, you know maybe changing changing a few people's lives just mm -hmm. by my testimony. Yeah. Um, so that's that's for the greater good. When uh, when I've talked to people about that before, what always comes to my head is taking the devil stick and whipping him with it. There are people, there are people, Tim, that you can talk to and be genuine that I can't talk to. You've gone through things that I haven't gone through. There are things that you can say. Um, there are people in a pit. There are people in chains. There are people who are suffering who think there's no way of coming out of that. And the only way to be a part of it or to, to be, get relief is to relax into it and you can say from your own testimony um, uh, no no I've been there and yes you can come out of it and it's hard it's hurtful uh, it's agony at times but coming on the other side of it um, you can say genuinely that it's better over here, mm -hmm. and that it can't. You can get here. I, I think people have a, a misconception uh, that when you become a Christian, and part of this is because we've Christians have tried to paint this, but have a misconception that everything becomes rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, everything's all wonderful, and there's there's. The thought is, and you said it earlier, Todd, it has to do with the condition of our soul, the condition of our spirit and our heart. Um, scripture is very plain, a couple of them right off the top of my head. It rains on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is that don't be surprised when these trials and tribulations come upon you. You know, it, it, these things are going to happen. Nothing's new underneath the sun, you know. Um, so things will happen in our life that cause us to to hurt or to question or to wonder what's going on but um, we always have christ to turn to we always have have him to to lean on to protect us to take care of us to give us wisdom to show us the right way but that doesn't mean that it's always that part of life is always easy the, the spiritual part can be, but the, the living in the, the flesh, you know, Paul talks about us dealing with living in the spirit, living in the flesh. I do what I do not want to do. If I don't do what I don't want to do, I agree that the law is good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't mean that flippantly, but um, that's the way we, we deal with things. Um, there's a spiritual life that things become easier. We know we have an advocate. We have somebody who is with us. But there are things when you're dealing in the world, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, are saying right now, yeah, in the world that we live in today, there's a lot of things that's even harder. 
I don't know that it's necessarily harder. It's just there's more information that bombards us every day. Um, because I can certainly tell you that there are people in other countries who are dealing with things. I just read that a, a young man in um, uh, someplace Indonesia who was preaching um, to some people and they just walked in the door and shot him, killed him, you know, just because he was sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, so I, very few of us have to face that kind of uh, trial yeah. here in the world. We went through, this is a weird, this is just me being blunt, okay? But here it comes. When I was a kid, if you wanted to look at what we call pornography then, which was just a picture of a naked woman, um, compared to what you have today, you had to work at it. Like, you had to find that your uncle had it under his mattress, or one of the guys would get yeah, one, and you would go running off to some train trestle or out in a field somewhere and look at it and say, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And, but it was just, you had to work at it. Today, today, a, a young man who's 13, 14 years old or younger, mom and dad give him a phone. Yeah. Boom. And it ain't, it isn't just a picture of a naked woman. It's anything you can imagine. I don't think free. that's, I don't think it's just the pornography issue. Oh, no. You know? it's, it's the gambling issue. It, you know, you can't watch a sports program. You don't have to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. Or you don't have to find no. a bookie who happens to come into a place where you're at. No. Yeah, I mean, any every time I watch baseball or football, my, you know, my two favorite sports, or uh, racing, anything having to do with racing, um, I've even started kind of watching pickleball. And there's betting program, you know, they they, they have betting commercials. Pickleball. Yeah, there's commercials is, that they have on evil. betting, you know. <laughs> and I, and I'm thinking, um, for somebody who has to deal with a gambling oh, issue, we uh, do you remember the guy who was there several years ago, Tim? What's his name? Uh, do you remember him? Yeah. Every, I mean, that guy fought with gambling. Um, and there, there's other things, drinking. Um, you can't have cigarette commercials anymore, but there's constantly beer commercials. There's in some states, you can. There's a drive up to get alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You know, so people <laughs> who are dealing with alcoholism, you can be so drunk you can't walk. Right. And drive to the drive up. But that's not, those are the, the, the big things. What about the, um, and even with drugs, I mean, drugs are constantly in the front, you know, of people's minds and, and used to be people wouldn't talk about like, you know, uh, pot, marijuana, whatever. Now you, you see little stands that sell CBD oil or THC, you know, stuff and doubt there's different thoughts about how that is, but for somebody who's dealing with, you know, an addiction issue like that, that's that's not that's not a good thing. No. But it, it's not just those things that we're talking about. The big things that we're talking about. It's the the little things in your heart um, that's going on. That's that creep in, like you said. Even you can sleep and be a sinner. Yeah. Um, because. The thoughts creep in in our minds and have a way to anger, road rage, stuff like that. Um, and people who are dealing with anger issues have to fight that. Um, you and I have talked about that with our and ourselves. You know, Numerous times, yeah. Yeah, when we, it's it's easier to just get mad and go off and. Tell somebody they deserve that you can talk yourself into it. They deserve to be told just exactly how yeah. they feel. They deserve yeah. to be yeah. told off. Gossip. Gossip's another one. It used yeah. to be you had to know somebody, you had to pick up the phone and call somebody. No, yeah. you could you <laughs> Yeah. It's on man, it's on any social Facebook is horrible yes, with sir. gossip. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. 
um, by the time he gets back to you, like the note in class that did the experiment, yeah, how many times it changed. By the time you get it back, you're like, whoa, this is yeah. completely <laughs> not what I said. That is and, not uh, what I said. And that's just the type of world we live in. And, you know, talking on the anger, I could take, my anger was so bad, I could take the smallest thing and dwell on it so much that I would be like infuriated, like he just walked up and slapped me or something like that because anger was just, you know, not caring about anybody else's feelings, um, being talked down to, being mistreated. And I have dealt with that since I was a child mm -hmm. and I dealt with it in different ways. Um, couldn't, you know, outlash my parents or, you know, but what I end up doing is, it's actually the people that actually care about me. I end up taking it out on them. And it's just like, yeah. you know, I reached that point to where I seen my stepdad and me, and I promised myself a long time ago, I wasn't gonna become that person. And I realized that and I was like, okay, this is my rock bottom. You know, I'm, you know, when, my stepdaughter, for instance, the, the last night that I was down there in Kentucky, um, she was frightened of me. And I seen myself as that frightened little boy mm. when my stepdad was like that. And there was nothing I could do to d defend her, my mom in that instance. And I was just like, man, this, you know, and thank God she's forgiven me. And we actually still have a relationship to this day. But just seeing the fear in her eyes that I caused, it just, it broke me. And I was like, I need help before this gets worse. Nothing physical, but, you know, sometimes the, the mental wounds are a lot worse than the actual physical. Yes. And I know that because I've experienced that and I've carried it out. You know, um, I mean, it just took up until a few uh, months ago of me actually fully forgiving my stepdad, even though he's passed away. But I just held on to that because that keeps creeping up in my life in different areas with my mom and, and stuff like that. So you just got to let it go and let God because, you know, it's only going to hurt your future and you can't grow. Um, and sometimes you end up right back where you were. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm in the phase of my life. I'm not 40 yet, but, you know, I've decided that this is, you know, following God and going to him. And uh, it's like uh, Rick said and my counselor said, instead of going to a human first, go to God first. He, he's your daddy, you yeah. know. Yeah. And we, yeah. we yeah. had a session in class where... You picture at the end of the day, you go into your daddy's lap and sitting down and you tell him what happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, I'm finding so much relief in that and in, in doing that. Um, it's just another tool that I have that I can go to and the, the instant sense of relief that I get for getting that out there and not holding it in for a week, two weeks at a time. Yes, so. sir. One of my favorite comments I heard from somebody about just what you're saying, Tim, is when you're in a right relationship with God, your response is not, I did this thing, or I'm in this situation, I have to hide that from Dad. And your response changes to, I'm in this situation, or I did this thing, I have to go tell Dad, because Dad's going to help. Yeah. That, that daddy, when you say he's your daddy, which it sounds, that's gotten a different connotation as well. But, uh, but that comfort, that comfort, that that two-year-old knows, I'm just going to take it to dad. Dad's going to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be okay. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to trust that dad's got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such an awesome way of thinking of it. Yeah, uh, speaking of, as that dad's going to fix it. So I had this fishing pole when I was about six, seven years old. And when I would go visit my dad, he would refrain the longest of getting it out for me because about five minutes after I got it hung up in the tree and I got a dad, I need you to come get this out of the tree. And he's just like, all right. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. so it's, uh, you know, it's, 
it's a lifestyle choice. It's not an easy one, but you know. Then why do it, Tim? If if it's not easy, why bother? Why not just do the easy thing? Well, because the easy thing leads to other things. Like you know, it's how can I say this? Um, the desires we have a, a lifestyle. Um, you need a lifestyle change and following Christ he's it may not be easy but he's going to be with you every step of the way um, he's not going to give you anything in your life that you can't handle and he's he's going to take care of you um, another thing that uh, kind of like a, a, a question that we had was would you rather live in a mansion you know, and have everything you want, or would you rather be homeless with Jesus, you know, so which one would you pick? You know, um, those earthly things that, I mean, eventually they're going to be gone. You're mm -hmm, not going to have mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. But following Christ, he's going to make sure that you have everything that you need, um, physically, spiritually, you know, mentally. Um, so it's, it's wanting a change, uh, wanting, for me, a renewing of my mind. Um, when you live in the mansion, are all your problems gone? Do you mm -hmm. no longer have problems? No. Absolutely right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like, some people are like, that was a stupid answer. Of course you want the mansion with all the stuff that you want. But it doesn't fix. It doesn't mm -hmm. fix it, does it? You wake up with all kinds of more interesting messes. Yeah, and anything, it gets worse. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was trying to yeah. was to me. I, I, your, your point, because when you say that on the front, we're sitting here as Christians, we're sitting here yeah. as, as believers, we're sitting here as people who've gone through crud and come out of it on the other side. But I think for people who are listening who are Christians, they hear that and they think, oh, that's baloney. Wait, whatever. Of course you want the mansion with all the stuff. Are you kidding me? I got like the big, all the big screens. I got all the video games. I got I got all the women and the food and the stuff. What are you talking about? But we've been in this, in situations where we know what's on the other side of, some, of that right. stuff. Yeah, it's with that comfort of knowing. So in other words, the blessing of Christ is not the things. Right. The blessing of Christ is the is the heart and the the peace, the, the lifting of that burden you talked about. Yeah. I think that's part of what the point of what we need to discuss too when you said the heart. Um, we have a tendency as human beings to go, we, we, we see the bad, we talk about the bad, we see the worst, we, misery loves company type thing. You were talking about Facebook. You know, we, we read stuff that might be interesting on Facebook, but the things that really grab our attention are the negative things. Oh, she said this about her, or he did this, or blah, blah, blah. Um, news has become, I, I've stopped watching news because news is not about anything wonderful or good that's happening anymore. It's always something negative, some, some type of, uh, of turmoil that's going on. This person or this group doesn't like this group and this group doesn't like this group. And we, we find ourselves constantly dwelling on living in that, uh, what I call a party of the human condition, where we turmoil is the thing that draws our attention. And it happens with suffering, it happens with harassment, it happens with need, needing instant gratification. Um, we try to do things our way and, and we look for shortcuts, uh, which lead to issues. And you, you know as well as I do that if you try to do something and take a shortcut with it, you, you're going to miss a lot of things. Yeah. And then we think that if we do these things this way, take the shortcuts, we can avoid the problems and harassments and we'll get quick resolution to a quick problem and then just move on from it. And it's not the way it happens. Um, before we get too far away too, I wanted to say that there, there's a thing that C.S. Lewis writes in Mere Christianity. And he says that Christianity is both harder and easier 
than what we're all trying to do. Uh, you've noticed, I expect, that Christ himself sometimes described the Christian way as very hard, sometimes as very easy. He says, take up your cross. Mm -hmm. I think you and I have kind of talked about this. Taking up the cross is not an easy thing. You know, it's okay, going to be It's the hardest difficult. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be extremely difficult, and that's the difficult part of it. Um, we all know what happened when Jesus took up his cross. Uh, there was people who spit at him, people who hit him, people who whipped him, people who beat him, crown of thorns, nails in his hands and feet, spear, uh, a sword in his side. Taking up your cross means things are going to happen. But then he also says in the very same, and it's what you were going back to uh, in, um, after, what was it, Matthew? Um, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Matthew 11, 28. Uh, he also says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm -hmm. Take up your cross, same sentence. My burden is easy, my yoke is light. Take up your cross. It means you're going to face trials. But my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Um, the difference is how we walk spiritually. Um, and how the condition of... I, I, I like there was a song at one time. And it was kind of a, a play. Um, and uh, Carmen did it. And he had went to visit this, this warlock in the song. And he looked at the warlock and he said, the question is not whether, you know, I, I'll serve demons or you serve demons or whatever. The question is the condition of your soul versus the condition of mine. And, you know, what he was trying to say that was there that um, I know who I can go to. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he will take care of things. You don't. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes it easier for me to know that he's there. That that, that that's what makes the burden light. And make it easy, but it makes it light. Well, and the way that was explained to me with the yoke is usually with an ox, usually there's two. So mm -hmm. Jesus is with you. He's he hasn't say, Okay, take up your cross and go mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. you know, like a you know, uh, Bird's mom kicking him out of the nest, you know, yeah. when, you know, when you change over your faith. No, he's going to be with you and staying, dwelling in him and keeping your focus on him. It's not going to be hard, but you know, at the end of that tunnel, it's, it, it is. I mean, uh, we can get comfort from God that we can't get from a human being. There's a love there that I do not understand at all. Um, just the amount and just the the actual, the actual crucifixion. Um, <clears throat> if I knew that I was going to have to go up on a cross, even if I wasn't the Savior, I would do anything I could to get away from that. Yeah. You're like, mm -hmm. no, you're not going to do this to me. Uh-uh, I'm out of here. Especially for a bunch of people who hated you. Yes. And spit on you and mm -hmm. wouldn't follow you. and Yeah, and then he says, you know, forgive the Lord for they do not know. And uh, for the people that don't know, it's, it's a sad day because, you know, especially when you have loved ones, like, you know, I got a loved one. He's an atheist. He actually rebukes and, you know, and knowing at that at the end of the day that his soul is, is lost, um, it's very painful. Um, so, and in that, you know, I can understand that because I, I was down that path, mm -hmm. but I know the truth too. Mm -hmm. I've experienced it, mm -hmm. you know, um, because if it wasn't for God, I would not be where I'm at now, um, because it's not under my doing. My doing got me where I where I where Same I here, you know? mm -hmm. So, you know, it's uh, you know, it's uh, we consider uh, insanity as doing something over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got to get out of my own way and let God 
he's got a path for all of us if we choose to follow that path. It might not be the path that we want, but it's the path that we need. And not having that, it's just, it makes this world, especially nowadays, very difficult to get through just because of all the negativity that mm-hmm. I mean, every time you turn around uh, I mean it's like <clears throat> I leave the mission and by the time I get to the gas station three blocks away you know with me being an ex drug addict pothead it's everywhere oh, yeah. and, and even in the legal states it's even worse so it's it's choosing not to, you know, it says die of the flesh. You know, it's choosing not to do that mm-hmm. and uh, live a better life in that way. So it's it's hard when you don't have. It's ridiculous when you don't have a choice. Why would I not just take care of my flesh when I don't have a choice? But when you know that you have a choice, when you've experienced that lightening of your burden by laying those things down, then then it makes sense yeah but from the from the perspective of someone who hasn't done that it doesn't make any sense at all mm. when we talk about so you tell me how comfortable you feel talking about this so but I'm gonna bring it when we talk about taking up our cross one of the things that went through my head was um, the phases that you guys go through uh, walking through your program mm-hmm. and as I understand and, and, and even though I've been at the mission for a couple of years now I don't fully understand or understand as well as I could so help me when we talk about phase one I think of phase one as a lot of taking up your cross and my understanding is some of that was recognizing who we, who you are and where you're at. In that right. Moment. And, and, you know, because uh, they do the Christ Center 12 steps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first one is, you know, I mean, that you're powerless, you know, then there's a higher power. Um, <clears throat> and it's, <clears throat> and the way it's, it's taught is, yeah, it gets harder as it goes. But, like I said earlier, finding, uh, finding peace to through the hardship of it. Um, so, <clears throat> you have the uh, first phase is the first three, and then the second phase is, I think, four through seven, I believe. Um, so, don't worry about detail and get it yeah. right. I'm thinking more from a field perspective. Yeah. Um, As you're starting through that, what are you going through? Okay, so in the beginning, um, I would say that, you know, like one of them is uh, gods of war, you know, lowercase g, all those things in life, no matter what it is, anything that you put before God mm. um, is, is, I mean, it could be anything, it could be fishing, hunting. Hey, don't pick, hey, careful. <laughs> <laughs> hunting is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, it's but can, it can it, take. If you put it before God, then it, it's yeah. not it's not good. Um, so it's anything in that. Um, and uh, we do another series, which is the thirty three series, which is it's based off the thirty three years of uh, Jesus, and uh, you learn to be an authentic man in a godly way. Um, cause there's things like, uh, you got like the friendship or lover phase, you got the uh, king and warrior, but to every one of them, there's a negative, you know, the king can become a tyrant, mm-hmm. you know, or the warrior using his power, not to save the people, but, you know, against. So, uh, that's pretty much first phase. And then, uh, second phase as we're going through, um, you know, step four is pretty much the deciding point if you really want the recovery because um, you have to dig up all that negative stuff as far back as you can remember. But you remember the good stuff too. Sure. But in my instance, the negative outweighed the positive 
before you before you go too far with that, I won't because that was an interesting conversation that we had with that, and I, I'm going to ask you to share what Neil said uh, here in just a minute after I make this comment. When we start making the decision whether we're going to be people of Christ or not. Um, that, that's a major decision and when we once we become Christians if we, we make a decision whether we're going to live for Christ or not that's a na another major step but Neil said something to you about step four about that being the hardest step yeah and then tell I, I'd like you to share what he said because it's it's very important for anybody as a Christian when you start digging up things and start looking at things and start making decisions whether you're going to be doing right or wrong tell, tell them everybody what, what Neil said because I thought that was very cool I'm, I'm trying about that's the point where you'll either make it right yeah that's the point because when people get to that step they they don't want to do it um, they'd rather not dig up that uh, that past and, and bring it forth. Um, and that is the deciding point in, in doing that because a lot of people quit. They don't want to bring up that, that past. Um, and if you can get past that, it's still not going to be easy because, you know, later on you got the amends. And you know, uh, and forgiving yourself, I, I had of. Um, that's probably my biggest, the easiest one was, of course, asking God for forgiveness. But me making amends to people, I have more, you know, um, interest in doing that. But forgiving myself, uh, asking Tim for forgiveness is the hard one. Yeah, because I know what I've done. I know the harm that I've caused. Um, so forgiving myself in that, in those, uh, in those situations, in those areas, is uh, it has not been easy. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, you were talking about going to God uh, with the things that are going on in our lives. Um, a lot of people would rather run away from God. And not confess the things or go to go to daddy as we talked about um, because they they're because of the shame yeah but he already knows and he's just waiting for us to come and and be with him and that's the easy it's hard to do that but once we're there it, it makes it easier yeah. and every time you do that uh, for every time you might fail and every time you think oh, I got I got to go to the Lord I got to go to the Lord it gets easier with each step um, to find that peace and to have that burden lifted. But the first few times, and it, it's difficult, it's, it, first several times, it's difficult to make the decision to go to God. And so that's when you either make it or break it. You know, that's when you either stay with Him or walk away. And I like what you said that he said there, that that's the time that guys will either keep going with the program yeah. or drop out of the yeah, program. Yeah, they, I know, I think Neil's been there four or five years, I think. He's getting ready to retire in November. Um, but the success rate when they get to that point is yeah. so low. I mean, even before that, um, I mean, my, in my class, we started off with like 16 people, and now, um, even though the two of us actually, because I dropped down and stayed back with another class, because in second phase, you do a lot more writing, a lot more journaling, and I had surgery, so I had to take myself out of that because I wasn't ready, and I wasn't ready mentally. I actually needed to stay back to get myself because I was not mm -hmm. mentally ready to, to do that yet. Um, but now it's down to three guys, and one of them was from a class uh, ahead of them. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's, and people think, you know, or they, 
they fake it till they make it. And there's one guy in particular, I know he did that. He was an older gentleman. He couldn't work no more physically. Mm-hmm. So he joined the program until he can get his check going. And then I see him not even a month later, and, he's, and he says, oh, I'm only drinking a six-pack a day, which is, I know is full of baloney, yeah. you know, as he's got a beer inside the car. But it's just the heartbreak because yeah. Yeah. he's, because we used to have such good talks, and I just wonder myself if he was just telling me things that I wanted to hear to make himself look good, uh, how true his intention. So I was... I was hurt from that. Yeah, yeah. And not having, finding trouble in, in trusting people because I've been burned so many times. It's like, okay, here we go. The path is repeating itself again. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I first started going through the classes, I looked up to people that were in the faith um, longer than me, like looking up to them. And then um, expecting them that they was it was going to be all good, and when they do something that I don't like, I get my feelings hurt, and then anger sets in, mm-hmm. you know, and just all this abandonment and resentment, mm-hmm. and just it's a snowball effect. You take a slow, slow walk, slow walk up to here, but from here to here is real quick. <laughs> yeah, if you're not careful. From here to here is real quick. Yeah. And, and you see that with so many of the fellas there. But it's because, like we're saying, sin is easy. Yeah. It's just Following exactly Jesus right, is yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, say. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going on 18 months there. It'll be another, I don't know, I'll say four months before I'm done. I mean, for me, the sacrifice of two years to better my life, the rest of my life is, it's it's easy. I mean, in deciding that, but as me and Rick say, I don't know how many times I've struggled or I'll, you know, things happen in my life and I cover myself up and I want to avoid it. But as Rick being my accountability partner he holds me accountable you know uh, we had about two weeks ago you know he showed up out of the middle of nowhere because I wasn't <laughs> returning his text and he was like hey get your head out of your butt get your stuff together and darn it you know and, and and I need that kind of thing because if I continue to close up like that then not only am I shutting him out, I'm starting to shut everybody else out, and then I just start that backwards. And I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't go through that again. Um, it's so easy. Yes. To because we say it's a slow walk up here, but you trained yourself over years to run to those things for comfort, and so now you're trying to come this other direction. And inside of you is still that little boy, that young man, somewhere inside of you saying, yeah, but if I could just get a little of that, that would be so comforting to me. If I could just get a little of that, it would be so comforting to me. And then it doesn't take, it doesn't take anything. One, one little. And then I would say, um, Satan... speaks beautiful words into your ears and gets you in the car and drives you out to the woods and convinces you to get out of the car and get naked and then makes fun of you for being in the woods and being naked and leaves. He, he just... He... It wouldn't hurt. What would it hurt? What would it hurt? Just get... For me, I went through minor addiction, but addiction to tobacco. And and I still to this day say I could be in a gas station, have a can of, of Skull, and be down the road with it in my mouth and wake up out of a fog and realize I'd done it. It's that easy. 
Yeah. It's, it's so easy to go back into it. And then we condemn ourselves. Yeah. You know, so... And Satan goes, ha, 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 you yeah. never did anything. You're worthless. Yeah. You, you're yeah. just an addict. Get over it. What's your deal? And, and that's the thing I've said to Rick and my counselor. Like, if I was to relapse... Like, I'm not going to just tap the door open. I'm going to full-fledged barge through it. I mean, if, if I'm going to mess up, I might as well make it worth it. That, you know? that, oh, that's the other line. Well, you're here. Yeah. Go, baby. You know yeah. how to do this. Yeah. Which is why people overdose. Because they go back to, and they're like, I'm just going to do what I used to do. And their body says, uh, mm, nope. dude, yeah. uh, we, that, we can't do that. Yeah. yeah. But then, after you come out of that night of having a bender, then Satan says, you're nobody. Yeah. You never were anybody. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Why are you doing all that? Just come be comfortable. Because it's easy. Yeah, come <laughs> sit on the couch. Yeah. It's... You're, at a, you're at a cookout with your family. Somebody says, here, have a beer. Or let's go out in the woods and smoke a joint. Or whatever. And there's some part of you that goes... That's so comforting and so easy. There's no reason why I can't do that. Maybe there's no reason why he can't do that. But there's a reason why you can't do that. Yeah. But Satan just makes it so easy. You're just here. This would be so comfortable. Yeah. Just do the thing. The master manipulator. Yeah. I want to say something about this guy, though. Um, over the past several months that we've been talking um, one of the things I admire about him is that he's had several things in his life where he could have said okay I I need to go take care of this I need to leave the program and go mm -hmm, do this mm -hmm, I need mm -hmm. to go whatever it might have been yeah. and he had and he said to himself I, I, I've made a commitment and I'm going to do this uh, you know for the future yeah uh, even to the words of saying to me about four weeks ago, uh, I wouldn't be any good to your stepdaughter as I am now. I have to be the man I want to be if I'm going to do be any good to her. And that takes a lot of guts That's to say, because another thing that Tim and I have talked about is um, he's a fixer. He wants to fix it wants to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he could have tried to go and fix it, mm -hmm. but he's fixing him mm -hmm. um, through the grace of God. And that takes a lot of strength. And I, so I, I admire him about that. He's doing, he's doing what he can do to make himself better for tomorrow. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. It's not easy. That's the part that's not easy. Yeah. It'd be, it would be easy to quit. It's not easy to go deal with the other stuff, but it'd be easy to quit, but you're sticking with the hard stuff so that you can make it better yeah. in the future. Because, you know, it's pointed out to me, because in those instances, I have to realize I'm no good to nobody if I can't help myself. How can I help somebody else if I can't? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, 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 it's hard days. It's, it's hard. Some days it's easy, but, um, staying focused on my recovery and in that, uh, being that codependent, wanting to help people, I help people before my own needs. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, I'm the one who ends up suffering for it. So I've actually come to a conclusion like at the warehouse, like I care, I want to do everything, you know, we do it for the glory of God. Everything that comes through there has a purpose, you know, not all things can be saved, but um, I put a good effort into that. But when it gets to a point to where it affects my recovery, I got to be like, okay, I got to stop this because I'm pausing in my growth or going backwards mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because um, those things, you know, struggling with anger, it, it pops up because just because I have a thought to help somebody else and I expect something in return and then when they don't do it, then it's like, 
I get angry or, you know, I feel like, oh, this isn't worth it. You know, this isn't worth the time. I don't want to be over here no more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then it, then it just snowballs. I don't want to be at the mission at all. I'm ready. You know, I think I'm ready to go out and, I, amen, uh, brother. and, and, and do this you. on my own. Mm. But then, you know, and, and it's the conviction of God. And there's just these other things like I did. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of the walks of mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, if you guys get a chance, that is yeah. such an uplifting. Oh, yes, it is. And, um, and matter of fact, if it wouldn't have been for that weekend, there's no way I can sit here on camera for people to see me because I am not a crowd person. Yeah. And when I went there, you have to go up and give presentations to you know, over a hundred people. Yeah, with your new best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or your group when you do your presentations. Or on yeah. the last night, or uh, they call it the fourth day, which is every day after the mm-hmm. you know the Mayus weekend. And I spoke in front of over two hundred people, and I know that's not by my mm-hmm. doing at all, but it's. It's what's instilled in me, you know, and I know that I've got a message that has to be heard. Um, if I can just help some one person, I feel like I've accomplished something um, by bringing them to, to Christ or even uh, helping them to get into recovery. Because once you get that foot in the door, and you actually, you have to actually want recovery. If you're not ready for it, there, there ain't nothing. Yeah, no God, reason. God can't even help you that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and not everybody's like not like me. I'm actually, I don't consider myself in a homeless shelter. I'm in a recovery, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's just a there's a big difference in that. I choose Amen. to be there. I don't have to be there. Yeah. Um, I could go out and and work and leave the program but I'm not ready yet and I want to complete this because I have given up on so much things in my life whether it be relationships friendships jobs um, whatever I need to complete this for me even if I think I'm ready which is I'm not I can tell I mean yes I have grown a lot but there's still pieces of the puzzle that I need to put together before I can see the final picture and then rely on God and say, okay, where am I going? You know, what's my path? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, it might not be what I want, but it's the one I need. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, following that path is, uh, you know, it's going to be bumpy, but there's, there's always that split in the road. You can go this way, where it looks good, mm-hmm. and then you got what you need, and it's like, oh, this is going to be hard, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I seen something the other day, and it says, that, you know, grass is greener on the other side, and they say it's not true, it's just a filter, you know, how they got the filters on the phone yeah, for, yeah, you know, yeah, make ugly yeah, things look absolutely. pretty. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and it's not, it's not real, it's, it's, it's false. At best, it's shallow. Yes. It's surface. You get past it. You said something that that reminded me. You what you're just saying reminds me. I just started a book. Uh, and we're talking about healthy spirituality. Just having, being spiritually healthy. And one of the things it talks about. It, the first thing out of the gate is. Uh, have you ever ridden on a plane? Yes. Okay. So one of the first things they tell you is put your mask on first, and then help the person beside you. Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing he says is, is you're putting your mask on first, and you believe with all your heart that you you have a, a testimony that will be helpful to others once you come out the other side. But you've got to come out the other side before you can do that. Yeah. You can't help your kid. You can't help the old lady next to you. You can't help these other people until you have your mask on. If you pass out, this is no good. If you get swallowed up by. Um, your anger, and, and brother, you have a kindred spirit in me. We just talked about triggers mm-hmm. to sin uh, a while back, and for me, that's a trigger for me. As I get mad, and I and they should have done this for me, and I did for them, and I deserve it. And then, and then Satan says, "Well, you could fix that. If you just you could take care of that yourself." And off we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, you got to get you healthy first, 
Um, and if that takes two years, if that takes four years, if that takes, because you and me, and I know Rick, know people from the mission who were leaders in our world in the, at the mission. People we thought were really, mm -hmm. man, they got, that, they got it together. When they fell, they fell hard. Mm -hmm. they, they fell hard. Because Satan, at some point, convinced them that yeah. that taking care of them also meant all this other junk. But uh, you're putting your mask on first, and I think that's the only way you're going to survive it uh, and be able to help other people. Yeah. I also relate to your your. Um, it's been a long time ago when you said it, but I wanted to tell you how much I I, I hear you. And how much people need to listen. You were listening. You, the light came on for you for in a dark, dark moment where you were the one who was responsible for what was going wrong. A light came on, and you looked at it and saw it. And that was the moment of of being angry. And you say, seeing your daughter, your stepdaughter, and realizing, hey, I can't look what I'm doing. I can't be that person to her. I can't be that person who people were to me. And for me, that I mean, I've had to look at my, my son and my daughter both and say out loud to them, I'm sorry. I know who I was, and I know what I did, and I'm sorry for that. I had good motivations at that point, I thought, but I didn't, and I'm sorry for that. So if, if I guess all that to say this, you saw that light in that moment. In that moment, something, not something, the Holy Spirit said, hey Tim, look, pay attention. See, see the bigger picture of what's going on here. Um, and so many people get that flash and no, and don't, don't see it. Don't get it. Yeah, they don't, they choose not to. They choose not to. They choose not to. The only other thing that we haven't talked about that, that I was starting to say, I thought we were done, and then something that came to mind was Jesus talks about um, when you consider building a tower, no one considers building that tower without counting the cost. Mm -hmm. What's it going to cost to build that tower? And they may say it's worth it or it's not worth it. To build that tower. Um, I think so often when we think, when we talk about uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, I think so often we don't consider the cost for people who aren't in faith. What it costs them to come to faith. And what brought up to mind was you talking about guys reach a certain point and there's like, there's this there's this glass ceiling that they didn't see coming. They didn't even know was there. And they get there and they're like, I'm out. I can't. I'm done. I can't do this. I can't go there. Don't make me go there. I can't go there. Um, and that's what the taking of the cross thing went through my head when you were saying that. Was that that's a moment where you say, hey, time to settle up, babe. Yeah. Here we go. We're going to have to get real or we're not going to go any further. I think so often we don't consider the cost for those who we want to come to Christ. Um, so many of our friends in addiction, or so many of our friends in our sin, whatever it is, addiction's an easy one to pick at. So much of our friendship group, so much of our family group, so much of our connection with this world is tied up in that thing. It's it's part of the every day when you wake up, what am I going to do? Am I going to... What you first did. I listened to Stevie Nicks talking about cocaine, her addiction to cocaine. Mm -hmm. And when she realized that when she woke up in the morning, the first thing she thought about was how she was going to get her cocaine. And when she went to bed that night, she thought about how she was going to get her cocaine the next day. And she realized she had entered this cycle, mm -hmm. this loop where this was her, this was who she was as a person. And so when you look at somebody and go, yes, just follow Jesus. It's so easy. Just just give up and give God. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll just do that. Give up all my friends. Give up my job. Give up all, my, all I have. Give up that wonderful feeling I get. 
Sure, that's what we're gonna do. Um, anything else you guys can think of? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. All right. All right. Guys, thanks for joining Thank us. Um, would you please comment, let us know what you're thinking. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. Um, if you made it this far, you have an opinion, I'm going to bet you. Um, if you like what, we've been, what we're doing as a group, um, click on that like button. Uh, follow us. Subscribe, whichever format you're on. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye.